Hello everyone, it's Paul here with some exciting news. I'm absolutely delighted that Series 4 of The Past Podcast is brought to you in partnership with the wonderful Chef Works, outfitting chefs, kitchens and front of house all around the world. Chef Works offer a collection of great uniforms, so to check out their full range, visit chefworks.co.uk. On with the show. Hello, it's Paul from The Past Podcast. We're back again and we've got another fantastic episode um, with none other than Mark Birchall from Moore Hall. Um, And you may remember I interviewed him very briefly at the Seven Chefs, Seven Snacks, but I got some more of his time um, to add a little bit of context. This was about two days before the Michelin Guide announced in which Moore Hall amazingly won two Michelin stars. So obviously that plays a part in this episode, but obviously a massive congratulations to Mark. Um, He's just such a nice guy. He's followed me on Twitter for quite a while before I think even the podcast got massively going. Um, And he's always been kind of on the list to get around to, even though, and even though we at there last year when he was one star, uh, we didn't do a podcast then, but we've done it now so thank you mark um on with the show we need it though i think one star for a brand new restaurant out of london i don't think i don't think it's enough do you not think with everything like how spectacular it is and hopefully hopefully they feel like that's enough it's It's obviously been going well right for the was it two years now yeah 18 months well over 18 months now yeah I'm happy with what we're doing. Our guests look what we're doing. It's, it's, yeah, it's good. <laughs> well, I suppose like we had a we had a brief chat. At- Seven yeah. Chefs, and I actually, funny enough, I really remember. If you don't mind, <laughs> yeah. are you okay with that? Yeah, it's fine. I need to tell you when when I'm on. Yeah, I don't want to say too much. You can say whatever you want, mate. Don't worry, it's fine. <laughs> Do you edit it? I'll uh, I'll indict you for everything. Don't worry. Yeah. You, you edit it, don't you? Yeah. yeah. If I say something wanky, take it. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, you're kind of lucky because I can remember exactly where we left off, and we were talking about. More hall, obviously, um, and you were saying that actually you saw quite a lot of different sites, and you know it wasn't necessarily always going to be here. And I just think now, eighteen months on, can you imagine it being anywhere else? No, I don't think so. Well, sometimes I kind of wish we had a little uh, high street restaurant with maybe a few out front, <laughs> a couple in the kitchen, but yeah, it wouldn't make such an amazing experience. I think what we have here is just, yeah, I think it's incredible. No, it's, you know, as as it's unlike in, any other restaurant in the yeah. country. As soon as you pull in, you know, you've got the vista of the, you know, the buildings, the old panoramic of the place just looks amazing. You could probably serve crap food and do quite well here. It's, um... Well, and then luckily you don't. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, luckily food. we don't, yeah. <laughs> How do you kind of... You know, look, do you look back at kind of what you've what you're doing, what you've done up to this point, and kind of take that as a launch pad for the future? You know, how do you kind of sum up the first eighteen months here? Um, I think it's just who I am, and what we set out to do was just give the best possible experience we can, and I can think of like, not dream up, but what I can try and instill into the people that work here. Um, we just want to give our best. I think in turn that just it, it just gives us a great experience. I mean, 
we just want guests to be comfortable and relaxed and just give them like lovely warm hospitality and great food it's, mm. it's not like we're not trying to kind of do anything magical we're just trying to do that really and it, it, I think it's worked for us and we'll keep refining what we do we'll try and try to make things even better we try and try and make things even better every day you know, we don't we'll never I'll never just think oh, so I'll, I'll, I'll take a week off you know things are fine I'd rather just try and make every plate better every time every time we send something I want to make the next one even better uh, you know, there's no in my opinion there's no such thing as perfection the thing, the thing is that when it when it when we came, the first thing that we both said is it is from word and we were even earlier. So we came in February this year, January February time, and it was it was a well oiled machine. It felt from word go. It must have taken quite a lot of man hours and training hours to get it to that. Um, you think so? Actually, we we got probably got two weeks in the kitchen before we opened although although I had so much time before we opened I didn't have a kitchen you know, we, were, we were doing little bits here and there in a domestic kitchen but um, yeah we got two weeks in the kitchen it was still a building site out front out front we had about four days two days before we opened we were laying turf on the lawn outside and at five o'clock before first guests arrived we put a lock on the door the lock on the front door so yeah it wasn't uh, we didn't have all this training or R&D period so we just had to just, we just had to do it and don't get me wrong like the first maybe two or three weeks it was very up and down and so but I think after the first month we kind of found a little bit of a groove and we just kept improving you know every day we just kept improving and making things better and I think like any restaurant, no matter how old it is, you know, it's, it's swings and roundabouts. Mm. But uh, yeah, we just kind of try to keep things as smooth as possible. Did you see it as a risk? You know, coming and opening on your own, and you know, you are a little bit in the sort of sticks. Yeah. Did I think um, when you just, I think when you do just put your name to something brand new, um, yeah, there's always a risk with that, but. Obviously, I've got amazing business partners with Andy and Tracy, and you know, they're very good support. So that you know that helps. Um, but I'm not, I'm not a spring chicken. You know, I'm not, I'm not like 21 and trying to be a head chef. And you know, I'm 37 now. I've, I've seen a bit, and I've seen a few different restaurant openings. You know, from the outside, you know, granted, but. I think, yeah, I think anything's a risk. I think anything in this industry is, you know, restaurant-wise is a risk. It's tough. You know, staffing's difficult. Um, guests don't want to part with the money quite so easily. They want to feel really good value for money, which is another thing that I'm really conscious about. We, you know, we always serve really top ingredients. And, you know, at the same time, yeah, we do some vegetable dishes and stuff but I'm very conscious of giving very very good value for money mm. on the menu Do you think um, it was about you sort of realising your vision of a restaurant now because obviously it's, you know, this is the first time where it's your own mm. so was it just all little ideas that you'd kind of stored 
Yeah, I suppose I spent nine years nearly almost working with Simon Rogan. Yeah, he's an amazing creative chef, but there's always that little thing uh, what you're doing is not yours. Mm. You want it to be yours and your name. And, um, I think. I'll start again on that one. <laughs> That's all right. Say the question again. Was, lost yeah, it. <laughs> it's about. I was just wondering because obviously, say you, you spend this time as Ed said, head chef, especially at Long Plumers, where a lot of people yeah. kind of got to know you. And I, I guess you must have been kind of banking ideas for what you know Mark Birchall's restaurant must yeah, going to so, be like. Yeah, I suppose like yeah, we were doing that. I mean, you know, like I said, I spent so long at Long Plume and um, you know, you're doing it for somebody else, and it's their restaurant. It's their. It was predominantly their. You know, it's theirs. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 to do this is amazing. But then, you know, I spent probably eighteen months, twelve months, you know, seeing different things before we opened as well, to try and broaden my mind a little bit. But yeah, I suppose I had always had little little ideas that maybe not that I saved, but just <laughs> you put your pad in front of you and wondering if you're like if you're thinking of ideas now. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, just trying to concentrate on the bloody question. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry, we're, we're we're drifting and out anyway. Yeah, it's so like it's fine. I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. I just I always want to evolve and make things better and try and do something better and not necessarily do something new, but like. Push yeah, it's like it's something for here and us and myself mm. and everyone who works here. And, you know, we've got a responsibility to make things mm. amazing, I think, and for our guests and for our staff. I think it would be fair to say when you come here, there are little kind of nods, maybe little memories of what it would have been like at Long Clume has obviously shaped your career but then you really can see how you've developed as well in the style would that kind of be fair to say? No No? <laughs> no I suppose like um, <clears throat> I think Long Clume was probably an early restaurant to do only like longer menus mm. um, probably one of the first that's grew produce seriously for the restaurant not just not just the kitchen garden and just you know, a bit of a showpiece so I suppose that was probably 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 the biggest inspiration I suppose you know you do get used to you know what you know and what you've done before you, you're always inspired about you know where you worked um, probably yeah probably produce maybe produce side of things a lot of focus on what we grew or what they grew for the restaurant um, but then again, I spent you know, nearly five years working for Nigel Howarth mm. in my second job. Um, you know, he, he would make sure everything was from Lancashire. You know, there'd be a few luxury ingredients from further afield, but you know, if it wasn't ducks from Goosner, it was Kirkham's cheese, or he was making sure his like, vegetables and potatoes were from Ashcroft, but, you know, up at Bispam or... Where, where do you kind of come down on that? Yeah, so like, I suppose, you know, you know we grow produce here. Obviously, we're, lim- we're limited on space. You know, I could quite easily grow loads of produce to another field close by. We don't need to. Mm. We've got an amazing organic grower around the corner, which we get a lot of our vegetables from. 
from sweet corn to courgettes, cauliflowers, beetroots, all that sort of stuff. And they're amazing. They're absolutely outstanding. And you've got tomatoes at banks, all sorts of stuff. Like we're surrounded by arable land, and it's, it's amazing for growing. So. Yeah, I mean, that um, kind of sculpts what we do on the menus. Obviously, it helps us, you know, we keep it very seasonal. Mm. It helps us stay seasonal. And they're really at the heart of the dishes, aren't they, really? The ingredients, you just let the Yeah, definitely. Sing, you know, we, we try and buy amazing scallops, and that's, you know, you're eating a big scallop. Mm. Um, you know, like certain cauliflower and truffle and some, you know, like an essence of apple with that, some grains, but... Um, yeah, we make sure the, the prime ingredients are quality. You know, we've got a goose and the duck on at the moment, which we mature for three weeks to try and enhance the flavour and dry the skin out to make it nice and crispy. Yeah, we just try and make sure the products are the best we can use from our doorstep. But we, we just start on a doorstep. We don't kind of limit limit it to the to the county. We'll, we'll move further afield. You know, most of our fish is from the south coast. South, uh, South Coast, East Coast, or Scotland, a lot of shellfish. Although we, you know, we're, getting, we're using brown shrimps from Southport at the moment, we'll be using them. They'll be available till probably just before Christmas. So where, where have you started? Because I've asked you to pick a five dishes today. Where did you kind of start in your mind? Where did you uh, go to? Well, I kind of went, <laughs> kind of went to our own dishes first yeah. of all. Um, come up with probably more than five but it's really difficult it's difficult you know, five best dishes I've kind of ever eaten it's, I'm restricting you sorry chef you're restricting us so uh, <laughs> forget it. you have to pick your best One, five two, out of that. three, four you can't have five. all that you can't have all that you've okay. got to pick your best five well there. obviously I'm not I won't say ours that's just no, a have, bit have yours that's, if you want yours. no 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 um <laughs> Is it one to five? Like we'll, do one, we'll do one at a time. No, right. you pick it as you it can read as a menu. Um, like. I suppose, yeah, before, yeah, probably at the Clove Club, the duck main course we have there, Shallon's duck uh, with some beetroot, very simple on the plate. They served it beforehand with a little consomme of duck. I don't know if you've heard of it before. So they, they come to the table with a little bottle of old Madeira, and they pour you a little bit of Madeira and you're thinking, what the hell's going on here? She had the Madeira, it's amazing. Then they pour the consomme into the glass afterwards, so you've still got a little bit of flavour of the Madeira. So it's a very little clever approach to start start the duck dish. Um, so I think it's maybe the delivery of the duck that maybe made it better than what it actually was. It was an amazing dish, but it kind of that enhanced it a lot. Mm. Also... Um, White beetroot smoked seal dish at the Lebri with some caviar. That's, that's a world-class dish. It's unbelievable. It's so simple. Oh, I think you like clay bakes the white beetroot. And there's like smoked seal underneath, caviar. I think it's like a sour creamy thing on there. It's, it's absolutely amazing. One of the best dishes I've ever eaten, without a doubt. Um, Andrew Fairley's smoked lobster with like a lime butter. That is just... Literally, you I'm get. Like, I'm looking at yours now. Sorry. <laughs> you. Um, I love your lips. Yeah, you just get like this. Literally, it's half a lobster in the shell. It's been, you know, just smelt the shells, and there's like this lime butter sauce on there. It's, it's unbelievable. That that's probably the top dish. That's the number one. Yeah, that's okay. the, I'll always remember that. Uh, my wife is pregnant. 
she, she was like just really struggling <laughs> throughout the meal. Um, yeah, it was unbelievable. That was like amazing. Really how, amazing. By the way, how do you know how now, especially with the new restaurant, how do you sort of balance family life as you know as a busy kind of dad uh, and chef? I suppose at the moment we're lucky because we close Monday, Tuesdays no, every okay. week. Um, James has just started school, so he's a Monday to Friday boy now. Um, so it's a little more difficult now, but yeah, I went to football this morning. So, like, you know, came in at 12 today after football. So it's, I'm trying to, you know, we'll get, I'll pop home in the afternoon and see him. Are you close by? Yeah, literally yeah. Oh, two, nice. two minutes oh, away. Nice. Okay, so, so that, it works yeah, like that. it helps. It helps. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm here all the time. <laughs> Doing what I do, you know, they understand Jennifer's part of the business. Yeah. You know, she looks after the HR, marketing, all sorts of stuff, some of the design work, like, she's fully vested into the business. Um, when she's not <laughs> dealing with germs. <laughs> um, yeah, but then I suppose the last dish is probably from the walnut tree, which was my first full time job. It's like a lasagna. About seps and ham and truffle. It was just unbelievable. It's got like a vintage, uh, vintage grassy. So it's, yeah, it was just like a lasagna. It's like a white lasagna. It's just phenomenal. It's the sort of thing you just love to eat on a winter's day. Just, yeah, we used to like just, you know, get like the trimmings and stuff, and it's just amazing, unbelievable. I want to want to take you back if I can to kind of. You as the early chef, seeing as you've mentioned that, what was it that got you into into wanting to, to be a chef and wanting to go into cooking? I suppose um, what got me into it was originally, I suppose at the age of maybe 14, ready, steady, cook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> exactly, yeah. No, not that that's... But... No, no, like, it, it kind of got me, like, interested as yeah, the yeah, chefs yeah. on the TV, like James Martin, Paul Rankin and Brian Turner and... Yeah, there, there were some decent chefs on it then. Um, so there was that. Then I, I applied to do um, my school placement, my week at a local hotel. I really enjoyed it. There was a really nice sous chef there. And I went... And so that kind of got me intrigued into it. I just got a washing-up job in a local pub after that. You know, I used to kind of play around in the starters and so ended up working in the restaurant a little bit. So, it, yeah, it just... I enjoyed it, and I was getting paid for it, and it was, you know, it was, it was great. It was a nice little pub in the local village. Um, yeah, then I went to college. Went to college, I did my first year placement uh, at the same hotel which I did my school placement at. And that was like, what was it, six weeks or something? The same sous chef was there. He works at the Walnut Tree. So he was quite inspiring, and he really, he spoke oh, to me okay. about a lot of great things. Okay, and, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't the best hotel in the world. Um, but, yeah, you just kind of... What, what would I have found you cooking at that time? Oh, I think I was on the veg or something. I was doing, like, <laughs> crescent of veg and stuff like that and just popping it in and out of a steamer and brushing it with clarified butter and sprinkling it with parsley. Classic. Um, yeah. No, it was amazing. Best, but right? I suppose it was the people that were there yeah. that really intrigued me. He spoke to me about the walnut tree. So the second year placement, I was like, oh, I want to go to the walnut tree. Right, okay. But if I didn't go to that place at school, I wouldn't have met Dave Dugdale, who was, you know, the sous chef there. And I would have ended up doing a placement at Chorley Hospital, which was offered to me in the first year at college. 
And I was like, <laughs> even then, I was like, 17, I was like, for real? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I was a bit of luck there with yeah. people I met. Yeah. And that was it, we just got going from there. But then I suppose there's a difference, isn't there, between, like you say, doing that and then saying, right, I'm going to pursue a career in the sort of, in the fine dining, right? That must be a conscious decision, I always I imagine. I suppose even then I had the mentality that I wanted to work somewhere better. Really? All the time, there's always people at college who were working in uh, crappy pubs as like sous chefs and earning, you know, big wage by the hour. And I, don't, I wasn't really interested in that. I wanted to like work somewhere. I wanted to be a, I wanted to be a top chef. I wanted to be poor. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to get money. <laughs> I didn't want any money. I just wanted to be a really good chef. We like. Yeah, <laughs> it's going it's well. It's going well yeah, at the moment, by the looks of it. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, Begging out the front, uh, yeah. Aren't you? <laughs> does it does it mean a lot to you now? You know, being in being Warhol, does it mean a lot to you? Is it more than just a business that needs to make yeah. money? No, it's my life. You know, it's a it's an equal business share. You know, between myself and the business partners, they own the building, the property. Uh, we split we split the business um, so if it doesn't work I'm not going to create a, a good life for my family mm. you know, so this has to work for me mm. the only way I'm going to make that work now is giving everything I've got to it mm. where, where did you start menu wise food wise opening here where did you kind of go in your head for inspiration for the dishes um, honestly I have no idea I don't even know what to do with the menus. I don't know whether to do an a la carte, whether to do. And really, so it was quite. Yeah. You didn't you were just yeah. start from scratch almost. Well, you? you know, one menu with like lots of different options of choice. You know, we did want to do choice to start off with. I mean, start off with we ended up having two longer menus, like a five and an eight course with extra snacks. So we called it menu five, menu eight. You know, I was trying to think of like crazy names for the menu and stuff, which. I don't know, it's just, it just, I don't know, it's just getting a bit silly, really. <laughs> but we had, you know, we had like a choice on both main courses, so a choice of the mains. So there's still, still, you know, almost, yeah, set menu, but still a little bit of choice within that menu. Um, since then, we've still got the two menus, but mm. just a set main course on both. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, the dishes, yeah, a few dishes I just kind of had in my mind. Which came quite easily. Some dishes out of my mind, which were terrible when we started doing them, and they just didn't work. You know, some dishes you have in your mind, you just think they, just, they can't physically be yeah. executed. Um, but yeah, I mean, most things went well. You know, I've got a great sous chef, James. We had a great team to open up with. So, you know, there's lots of input from people around me as well. So, yeah, we started off with a really good team, which helps. I'm not, I'm not sure if I've caught this on on my mics, but I suppose I should really congratulate congratulate you on the five AO rosettes. That must have been an incredible moment. Yeah, it was. It was a nice surprise to to get kind of put forward for it. Um, yeah, I, I suppose I didn't really think about it when they said it. You know, they came, they announced afterwards, and I said like. We're going to recommend you for it, which is amazing. But at the same time, you know, I know what we, do, we give to our guests, mm. and you know, we, we're 
they get that. Every guest that comes here on Saturday night or Wednesday lunch or Thursday lunch or whatever, you know, we're very consistent with it. And like I said earlier, we, we're always, every day we try and evolve and make things better. Mm. You know, this is a better restaurant than it was last week. And then opposite the way here as well, the barn has just got a big command as well, which is great. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that, that was a real shock. Um, you know, I, just, I didn't I, again. I didn't really think about that. It's, it's all coming too easy for you, mate. Somebody uh, needs to throw a definitely, definitely, snake in the grass. Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely hasn't come easy. I can say that for now. Um, no, what they do over there, I just want over there to be a really nice neighbourhood restaurant. Mm-hmm. Which you can go to have a nice main course mm-hmm. or three courses and not feel like you need to remortgage your house mm-hmm. to kind of dine there. I want people to know you can drink a pint of lager. Yeah. It'll cost you the same price as it would in the dodgy pub around the corner, <laughs> but it's going to be a decent pint. Um, but then to be fair, and you've alluded to it in the chat, you know, we are here and for the experience you get mm. and we stayed as well it was it was a really reasonable you know obviously yeah. it's that higher price but and the rooms were stunning no, it's, I mean it's not cheap it's not cheap but you know if you come on a Friday or Saturday night you have to have the larger menu it's £105 but you're that's gonna, pretty reasonable though but you're going to eat within that menu you're getting 13 or 14 items you're getting oysters beef turbot Especially for the level that you're cooking at. Yeah, a nice prime meat on the main course, lobsters or scallops. You, you, you know, you're getting a lot. You know, you check into a room in the afternoon, you come and have a bit of tea or coffee, a nice cake on us. Mm-hmm. And you've got the surroundings. You're coming winter, the fires are roaring. It's, I think you know we give so much. Um, I can I can honestly say um, it. This it, this restaurant is firmly in our favourite start to end experiences of a restaurant. You know, sometimes you come in and the meal part's great, and the other parts aren't. Yeah, um, but from pulling on to the to the great grand drive here to pulling out, we didn't want to leave. <laughs> yeah, and breakfast at the end, we make yeah. sure breakfast is a a nice experience. No, we're not uh, not like trying to create fireworks in the morning. I think probably the opposite really we're trying to you know, basically give you a load of food <laughs> in a quite quick kind of fashion but we stay out of your way because I don't mm-hmm. think you want a load of service in the morning you just want your kind of quick choice of juice and yeah. hot drink and, and it's nice because normally you would see alone. somebody that served you the night before and you can have a bit of a chat and yeah you, and also you might not want that you might be a bit heady in the morning <laughs> you might just think no, I just want <laughs> I just want to be left alone <laughs> eat my sausage and bacon how often are you sat somewhere just analysing you know where you know where can we improve what do I want to do how do I want to drive this forward um Every day, <laughs> every day I'm sat here now, and like I'm thinking, is this a nice seat to sit in? You know, has it got a great view, or are you looking at, you know, something odd over there? Is, yeah, you know, is all the windows clean? Whatever yeah. you're constantly looking at, what we do, you know, have we got the right air freshener in the bathroom? <laughs> it's like it's just <laughs> random things. Yeah. It's, it's, um, so even if on those rare moments where you do have a day off or a break off, can you detach yourself from Warhol? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we've, uh, I've got a five-year-old. And, yeah, that's pretty You know, Jen and Harmon, <laughs> you know, we'll go to something, we'll go to like, uh, you know, 
loads of stuff are in the area, like Martin Meir, and you know, we'll go and feed the ducks and go to Farmer Ted's, and like he'll run around the soft play, <laughs> or you know, we'll go and feed the goats. Like, you know, we just do normal things. So it's not all encompassing you then. No, it does. I'm never not thinking about it. And also, we have like over 90 employees on the mm. payroll for the yeah. whole place. So there's, you know, there's always the odd issue. Um, so yeah, there's always there's always something to think about. Now I think, to be honest with you, if we weren't, if I wasn't always thinking about it, probably something wrong. Mm. Is this you setting yourself? in a base now when you're saying this you know I'm going to be at more hall for the foreseeable and I want to develop it and yeah it's my restaurant so like this is me now it's not not going anywhere no I don't, I don't where would I go like no you know it's, I, I don't know what so it's, do. it's all kind of in culminating yeah to exactly this. It's, this is my restaurant it's, yeah this is me it's, I'm here for the rest of my life now <laughs> it can bury you in the in yeah. the ground somewhere yeah might as well might might not be too far away but <laughs> what's the what's kind of have you got something in your head that you'd like to kind of bring into the develop I know you're really passionate about your little kitchen gardens that you've got and you've got some yeah, good space I mean, out there I mean the gardens are only two years old so you know they've got years they're going to years of development they're nowhere near what they should be especially the summer we just had there's been you know, horrendous for growing vegetables. It's, um, it's great for a tan and a barbecue, but actually, for actually the gardens, it's yeah, you know, to rip bushes out and all sorts and replace them. It's mm. been an absolute nightmare. Um, yeah, just again, just develop the experience we offer guests, develop the staff, like just try and heighten everything constantly. I like the idea of trying to enhance what we do. On the arrival and the bar experience, I, I want to do more there. Uh, like the idea of maybe having a chef in the bar and you know starting almost starting the meal in that area, mm. just to so it's not just usual kind of arrive. Yeah, that'd be quite have interesting. Have a little aperitif and because it's a stunning space. Yeah, exactly. And it's a little bit different out there. It's, it's a little older, to say yeah. the least. Yeah. Um, yeah, so try and really hit the ground running as soon as you walk through the door. Really get that arrival to a, to an amazing level. So as soon as you walk through the door, you're just blown away. Mm. Well, I don't I don't think you're far off anyway because we were blown away from from word go. So you've given me five dishes of of other chefs. Yeah. So I want you to imagine that we've got a specials board of your episode of the past, and you're going to choose one of your dishes that we'd put as kind of a your episode special dish if you like one something that you cook yeah <laughs> come on I'm not taking your advice of what we got here yeah I'm just what's on the top gingerbread that's nice that's that's very good I love the beef tartare dish is that the same as what I'd have had yeah it is yeah. talk me through that then yes yeah, so the beef tartare is a bit of a signature dish if you if you will um, something that was inspired by time at El Sol de Camroca. Basically, it's beef tartare dressed in uh, charcoal oil. They used to, um, after they grilled like the sole or the gambas, they'd brush them in the charcoal oil to enhance that barbecue flavour. So the idea came from, well, it's 
try it on some beef tartar to give that, mm. that barbecue flavour mm. through some tartar. Mm. So on there, there's a little like kind of caper jam, um, the beef, a little savora mustard mayonnaise, some barbecue celeriac, salt baked barbecue celeriac, some celery, a little onion ash on there. Yeah, that's about it. I can remember it now. It's <laughs> stunning. Yeah, so I mean that's probably a dish or a variation of that dish will probably always be with me. But also then there's a you know, we do a real simple pre-dessert which is gingerbread ice cream with uh, candied roots mm. and, and pine or Douglas fir. So probably one of those two. One of those. That's fine. You can. Have <laughs> yeah. When you when your food's as good as it is here, you can you can have two. No, I'm good. Listen, uh, thank, thank you, you so much for having me. I've been really looking forward to spending more time with you. I've been desperate to come back here as a diner, so we're yeah. going to come back at some point soon. No, we're good to um, No, I can't. We're, we're definitely, well, 100%. Um, do you want me to wish you good luck as I finish? That being your good luck charm ahead of next yeah, week? That'd be nice. You don't need it, mate. Well, you, don't okay. need it. you don't need good luck. Trust me. I don't know. We'll see, won't we? What do you want? I'll tell you what, then. Here's the deal, and I'll put this on mic. Last time... The day of the Michelin, I booked more hall for February. Mm-hmm. So I'll do that again tomorrow. I'll book okay. more hall for February. And if you're not two stars, when I'm in, I'll buy you a bottle of wine. Okay. Is that fair enough? Yeah, right, we'll shake on it. Cheers. Thank right, you. thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks again to the wonderful series partner, ChefWorks. Check them out on social media. Just search at ChefWorks UK and Ireland on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram. Hashtag ChefWorks wearers to feature or get in touch if you want to appear as the chef of the month.